Welcome, everyone, to episode 512 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Today's topic are the new Pokemon games. It's Violet and Scarlet, correct, Will? Correct, yep. All right. Uh, Will has been playing. Which version did you even buy? I didn't ever even ask, I don't think. I got a Violet. Pokemon Violet, okay. Uh, you'll have to cover some of the differences when we when we get into the episode a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, the usual standard some pokemon are available one version and not the other so uh but i'd like i'd be interested to see if there's any other differences besides that um Mm -hmm. that's gonna be the main topic and won't have anything they want to tease for later on the episode uh yeah actually i do uh i'll be talking about triangle strategy a little bit later okay playing that um i'm actually really excited to talk about that nice um i probably won't be talking about more god of war either because the rest of it gets too spoilery gotcha so I probably won't talk about it until I beat it, uh-huh. um, and then I'll just give what I think of it from there. Sounds good. Anything for you, Corey? Uh, nothing new. I've been playing a lot more uh, Tactics Ogre Reborn. Probably have like over 40 hours in it now. And nice. uh, also, the wife and I have been playing a little bit of As Dusk, As Dusk Falls um, on the Xbox, so I can talk about that as well. Nice. Okay. All right, Will. Uh, I should say I don't have anything, really. Uh, I pretty much have just been playing um, Fortnite. So, uh, Oh, I think I finished Mario and Rabbids, so I'll talk about my final thoughts about Mario and Rabbids. So, uh, but outside of that. Game. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Will, uh, let's hear about Pokemon. So I will say that I did watch some YouTube uh, playthroughs of not the entire game, but you know, a couple hours worth of of at least the the beginning of the Pokemon game, so I'm at least at least a little bit familiar with it, uh, not entirely. So I can hopefully chime in a little bit here. Uh, so Will, what's what's Pokemon Violet like? Oh man, so it's tough because I think these are simultaneously some of the better Pokemon games and also some of the worst Pokemon games to have come out recently. Um. The technical state of the game, and there was a patch that came out, I believe, today uh, for the game. So I haven't played it since then. But the technical state of the game is just so mind-bogglingly bad. It, <laughs> there's a scene in the very beginning of the game. So the whole point of the game is you're a student in the Paldea region, and you join the academy. Uh, the academies go by two different names depending on what... Uh, exclusive or whatever game you have so like in violet it's uh yuva academy so (laughs) there's a scene in the very beginning of the game there's actually two scenes at the beginning of the game that are hilarious so one of them is you are in the academy and like you're sitting in class with all the other students and i'm sure if you guys have like looked up videos on youtube or anything or people like picking on the game you've seen it but like the character's legs are kicking like the students Uh and it's going at literally 10 frames a second because there's too much on the screen going on like too many animations oh geez um and then like there's another moment in the beginning of the game where you meet your rival uh namona and you like go to the top of a lighthouse and she's like paldea region has so much to offer so many vistas and grasslands and deserts and it pans to like a mountain range and then a forest but it looks like like a PlayStation 1 game. It's like supposed to be the moment where you're like, wow, look at how beautiful the world is, but uh, but it's really not. 
It looks so bad. <laughs> it's like actually laugh out loud funny uh, seeing it. And it's a shame because I think the cool thing about this game is it's completely open world. It doesn't sound like much, but um, I think it's cool because so as soon as you get let loose in the world, because in this game, instead of there being just the gym challenge where you go through the eight gyms, challenge the or go through Victory Road, challenge the Elite Four Pokemon champion, that's it. Uh, there's two other side stories that you can do simultaneously with it. It's like when you played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and they had the three different main story elements that mm-hmm. you would play through, uh, and it's like three different stories that all connect to the main story. Mm-hmm. So this is like that. So basically, um, somebody wants you to go collect the or go check out the Titan Pokemon, which is similar to the Alpha Pokemon in Legends Arceus. Um, and then there's also uh, the bad team, which is Team Star. There's a whole side story involving them where uh, you have to challenge their five different hideouts. Um, I'm not far, so I don't know exactly how that is different or anything. So like, there's those types of stories going on, too, in this open world. And it's really cool because you can challenge the gyms in any order that you want. Um, for whatever reason, they don't have level scaling, so... If you go to like the eighth gym, like they're gonna be like level fifty. Mm-hmm. So like in the beginning of the game, you kind of it's still kind of level guards or level gates you out of certain stuff. So like technically, unless you trade Pokemon in, you can't go challenge the eighth gym right off the bat. But theoretically, yeah, you could. So I'm kind of interested to see how that works for speedrunners. Oh if there's yeah. gonna be something that they can do to bypass stuff and have Pokemon with like different uh, EVs that can go in there and uh, beat the beat the higher gym levels uh, as an, as an aside the pokemon speed runs are always fascinating to watch yeah they're always some of the best yeah the amount of like math and rng that they have to deal with in in the speed runs is is amazing i, I, I love watching pokemon speed runs yeah with all the like the uh items that they use like x speed x accuracy yeah. stuff like that yeah and a lot of times they only have one or two pokemon to 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 get through a game you know it's it's crazy yeah yeah no they're always really cool so i'm gonna be curious to see how it works for for these games but um so that's like really cool and what i like about it is the pokemon are all like in the overworld now so there's no more walking in grass and then random encounters happening you literally see every pokemon and they do a cool like a cool thing where they kind of make them to scale so like there's some pokemon that are legitimately like super tiny so you can be walking along and barely see them and then like it's kind of basically like around a random encounter unless if you're not being careful like looking around um so that's really cool i do really like that aspect of it uh there's a new thing called the let's go feature uh and it's called it's basically auto battling so um if you're in the wild and you don't feel like doing random pokemon battles like you can just click on the let's go feature and then from there, it's basically like a one-second thing in your Pokemon auto-battles that you win, you move on. Uh, and you get experience that way, too. So, like, if you have to grind a little bit, you don't really have to sit there doing the battles, like, over and over again. You can kind of um, skip through a lot of that. Uh-huh. I don't like how... You know when you would get into a Pokemon battle, it would have that specific angle where, like, the camera would shift, like... Uh, the dynamics of the camera would shift, like, depending on the attack. It would give you basically a good view of how how the battle is going, and you can get, like, a good 
good visual of everything going on. Yeah. In this game, like you can rotate the camera freely all the time, even in battle. And it's similar to how battles looked like in Legends Arceus. You know how you could kind of run around? Yeah. You can't do that in this one, but the battle camera, because you can rotate it, just looks bad. Um, It's hard to explain without you seeing it, but it looks like a poorly made indie game, uh-huh. in my opinion, because instead of it just like doing specific camera angles during the Pokemon battle, you can shift it however you want. And because of that, it doesn't zoom out far enough that you can see everything or it's zoomed out too far. And it just looks it looks cheap and bad, in my opinion. Um, I really don't like how the battles look in this one now. Because, um, like, also the camera can dip below the the surface. So, like, you just, like, yeah. it, cl- it clips, basically. Yeah. Um, it cl- clips through the ground. Yeah, so it just looks like... It, and, again, this is the highest grossing game franchise in the world. Um, so there's that. I mean, it's hard because there's a lot going for this game. Like, I really like kind of how the story is set up because... Um, there's a lot of different routes you can go instead of it just being your classic Pokemon game where it's challenge the gyms elite four champion done. Uh, there's a lot more going on with the game. Um, and they've implemented, I know Corey doesn't like this game, but they implemented some stuff from like legends Arceus, which I think was a really good move. Uh, like I said, Pokemon in the overworld, you can do like sneaking. Uh, however, you can't catch Pokemon like you used to in legends Arceus, which I think, kind of wished you could um i think it'd be cool to be able to sneak up on pokemon throw a pokeball and if they break it you then go into a pokemon battle yeah um i think that'd be cool um i think a lot of the concessions of this game was made because there's co-op fully fledged co-op so basically once you unlock it the three of us could be in a game together just playing pokemon together that would probably so like, be pretty fun I think it would be so like progress carries over. So like a lot of games, like I know when I played like Far Cry, you have to join someone else's game and your progress doesn't carry over. And this like your progress like continues. So like Corey can be on one end of the map all the way up north. Dan, you could be all the way out west and I could be all the way south. We could all be doing different things in the Pokemon world if we wanted. Uh, but we're still getting our progress and playing through the game. And then, like, we can all meet up and then go do terror raids together or do go catch Pokemon together, battle, stuff like that. Um, so I think that's a really cool thing. And I'm not a developer, so I don't really know how much doing co-op affects the game. Um, I don't know, because it's a whole different element. I don't know if they are... If it's hard for them to be able to make a full co-op game like that on the Switch and have it look and run okay. I find it hard to believe, though, at the same time. I just am starting to wonder if A, Game Freak does not have enough time to make the games, has too small of a development time, or they just aren't very good at making... Yeah, because Pokemon's yearly releases and, you know, Assassin's Creed really suffered when they were doing, like, a yearly release. Yeah, because at least with Call of Duty, they rotate developers. It's every three years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, a company does a game, so yeah, I want to say it's the same hundred and fifty person team. Yeah, for Game Freak, or it's whatever. a lot. Yeah, so I'm wondering if they're just like just burnt out, need help, 
I don't know. I really don't know what the problem is. And it's a shame because I think these games, as I said, are some of the best in the series, but they're getting held back and getting bashed because of how they perform technically. And it sucks because I think um, they were really trying more so with this one than Sword and Shield. Because I think Sword and Shield, as much as I did like them, they were kind of... I would say they're probably the worst in the series. And this one is definitely a step in the right direction. But they're getting held back. I even like the gimmick in this game, which is weird because I usually am getting kind of tired of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called terastalizing. So what happens is that the Pokemon becomes like uh, crystallized. Uh, and it either A, amplifies their typing or changes their typing. So uh, electric Pokemon can either be more, if it's Terra type is electric, it's more powerful. Or it's Terra type can completely change it. So if you're a fire Pokemon going against a water Pokemon, but if you terastalize it, it, it's uh, type changes to lightning. You then have type advantage over the um, uh, the water Pokemon. So that's a little cool thing that can kind of flip strategy on its head um, to make you have like the advantage when you're kind of in a precarious spot. Huh. Which I think it's pretty cool. I kind of like that. I wish they did that on top of how they did in Legends Arceus, where you could do the agile type or the strong type attack. So where you like agile, you'll do have quicker turns but if you do a strong attack you do more damage i wish they had that implemented in this game with the terror types because i think that would be people bash pokemon because it's not hard which it isn't um there's not a ton of strategy but if you had that you could have way more strategy in right. the battles and i kind of wish they did that so yeah um one of the things i saw i believe it was on on twitter maybe was someone however they did it but they made the game 60 frames per second and uh, they, 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 uh, they did side by side comparison between the 60 frames and the normal 30 frames and just that alone made it look so much better yeah i think um i think that was a mod on the computer yeah it, that's that seems right um yeah it looks way better right yep it's <laughs> again like xenoblade that runs at 30, but that game looks significantly better than Pokemon. And I find it hard to believe that that game has less going on for it than Pokemon to the point where they can't make it run smooth frame rate. Look somewhere close to Xenoblade three. Yeah. It's a shame. It really is because I I really do think that these are some of the better Pokemon games in the series. And I think this gen gets, is going to get a bad rap because of how, Poorly, it performs technically. At what point does Nintendo step in, though, and say, like, hey, can you guys share some of your techniques with this company that makes our most popular game franchise? You know what I mean? Like, I, I've thought about this, Corey. There's no way they're not aware. Yeah. But I also think they sold 10 million copies. So already. part of it is just, like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, the the defense for a lot of it is the game is for kids, which I agree. I never really liked this argument um, that Pokemon is being held up by adults only. I don't believe that. Um, like, I, there's this one YouTuber I watch a lot, and he said that Pokemon is like being held up by adults, and because he, he said I was at a midnight release, it was all adults, and it's like, well, kids aren't going to be at a midnight release for a Pokemon game, so. I don't think that that's very good evidence. I think it's still mostly for kids. Um, 
so I don't know if they think it's as... Because when you're a kid, like, you're not really looking at the technical aspect as much or probably care as much as long as it runs. You don't care, I think, at least. So I'm wondering if they're just like, eh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, some of the frame rate stuff is awful. I'm not very intolerant to pop-in. I kind of don't care that much. But there's a ton of pop-in. Models run at different frame rates all over the screen. Um, it's it's bad, <laughs> technically. I don't know if this new update fixed a lot of stuff. I haven't checked, but... But yeah. yeah, no, Pokemon is in a rough state, but they're fun to play, though. That's the problem. Uh, a lot of the new Pokemon are really cool. I think this is one of the the better runs of new Pokemon. Um, Dan, I know you asked about um, differences. Yeah. So the academies are different. The box legendary is different because you get it right off the bat uh, in these games, but it can't fight. Um, there's exclusive Pokemon, which... I'm not going to get into... Yeah. Well, okay, so for the past ones, like, Scarlet gets Tyranitar, Stonejorf, Driftbloom, Oranguru, Stunky, Skrelp, and Hydreigon. Uh, Violet gets uh, Salamence, Eskew, Miss Magius, Passium, <laughs> Swalot, Clawitzer, and Dragapult. Uh, um, let's see, there's different Lord of the Game. So Scarlet has a... A theme of the past uh and you kind of see that the legendary pokemon so it's like more caveman like more throwback and then violet is more about technology and future huh. those are like the two themes of the game um and they play a role into the story i don't know because i'm not all the way there i just know that those are the themes of the game um and the professors are different um and you get different clothing also i guess there's different version exclusive paradox forms i don't know what that is because i haven't got there and i didn't do i did a media blackout for the game so it looks like different versions of pokemon from the past so basically like you know how they do like the the like in legends arceus they did the different versions of Growlithe and arcanine uh-huh. stuff like that i think it's just that in this one gotcha so, um but yeah, uh, it sucks. Pokemon's going to get a, uh, a bad rap this one, but the game is good. It's just Game Freak can't develop. Do you think this is the year where they go to maybe every other year releases, or do you think they're still planning on doing one every year, or just about every year? I, I would have told you no. <clears throat> Sorry. I would have told you no, that they would not skip yearly releases. But we watched a time where Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty have done it or are about to do it. So really, maybe they could. Um, I think it would benefit them. I think this, if this game got another year or two in development, I think it would be in a way better state. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah but I, I, go ahead. Hey, I was just going to say, like, I know they're they're going for a cartoony children's look but you can also make it like look nice in addition to still retaining that uh you know childlike theme i guess yeah yeah i don't know again i go back like there needs to be a new switch but also xenoblade 3 looks great um so like you can still get a lot out of the switch um i mean breath of the wild looked great um still does 
it still does. Yeah, the yeah. frame rate's not not great, but it lo- it looks great. <clears throat> I don't know how Tears of the Kingdom's gonna run. That's gonna be another litmus test. If that game runs well on Switch and Scarlet and Violet can't, then I don't know. Then I think really Game Freak needs to. Well, I mean, it, it won't be for lack of time if if Breath of the Wild doesn't end up running well because you know they've been saying it's gonna come out for like a year now, right? And it's still yeah. not coming out for another six months or so. Yeah, and that makes me wonder. It doesn't seem like it's Nintendo who's like gotta gotta stick to the yearly schedule, Game Freak, because I mean, all of they they take their time in between their new new games for each of their franchises i mean we haven't yeah. seen metroid prime 4 in how long yeah 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 and and they they take their time because i think they know that whatever they come out with it a it's got to it's got to run well yeah. you know it's got to be it's got to be good so so i don't know if it uh because game freak is such a giant entity um not in staffing but with how Pokemon is like there's the new anime coming out already. There's merchandise that they got to be able to have stuff ready for. So I don't know if because Nintendo doesn't do that to the scale that Game Freak does with Pokemon that they need like, oh, the new anime is coming out. We have to have our game ready. Right. I don't know if that plays a role into it either. Probably. Um, yeah, we got merchandise. We got to spell or we got to sell this Brigitte, um plushie to everybody like yeah because assassin's creed you know we use that as an example that doesn't have the same problem you know Mm -hmm. um people just kind of people take it as it comes and but people demand more pokemon stuff like literally all the time so yeah and like there was a full-fledged pokemon game that came out the top of the year so this game got this year got two of them we don't need two of them i I, again i know legends arceus has been a contentious game but looking side by sides of those two, Legends Arceus looks way better. Wow. So let's think about that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just like I really like the game. I really do. I'm also a huge Pokemon fan. But man, is it frustrating to just see a franchise I really like and a game that I think to its core is fantastic just really drop the ball the whole time. Yeah. I mean, if you guys play it and, well, Dan, you might play it. Corey definitely won't. Um, that beginning scene when you're in the lighthouse, <laughs> try and not laugh when... I will. <laughs> I also think Pokemon needs voice acting now, too. I think it's time that Pokemon needed, but that's a whole other thing that they'd have to add in. I don't know if they yeah. could do that. Honestly, I wouldn't it. mind seeing them go go rogue with like a whole different art style. Like I would love to see a cel-shaded pokemon game i think that would look really like like a borderlands type art style i agree that would be amazing I, i've been what i like about nintendo is they like like look at zelda hyrule warriors and stuff like that i wish that they would let they don't have the whole say in it. game freak does but let another another studio work on a pokemon game yeah i think that's they, always cool when they let other studios take other ips and yeah. just mess around with it and see what they can do they've done that a little bit but not as much like you know nintendo uh you know we talk about mario and rabbits that's a ubisoft yeah uh you know experiment so the uh <clears throat> did game freak do or at least do part of uh pokemon unite 
Good question. I don't think so. Okay. Because that would be an example, but I, I, I oh, Pokemon Go. But I know yeah, I know Game Freak had a hand in Pokemon Go, so that might not be the best example. A, I would guess they have a hand in Unite. Um, hold on, I'm looking. Wikipedia. But yeah, I mean, I would love to see. I was to say a Pokemon fighting game, but there's uh, Pokemon Stadium. That that's old though. You know, a new Pokemon Stadium would be cool. So it's made by Teamy Studio Group uh, and published by the Pokemon Company. So I mean, the Pokemon Company is the one that uh, um, has the say on everything. So okay, so that's that's who the Pokemon Company is who owns the Pokemon IP, IP. right? And then Game Freak does the the mainline series, right? Yep. Gotcha. I am looking up how much of the Pokemon IP Nintendo owns. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Because I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if you'll be able 33% it looks like. Okay. Third. Um Yeah, it doesn't seem like a Nintendo now owns 54% of Game Freak. Yeah. That was 6 years ago. Also a Reddit post. Okay. So no one knows really. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's a significant portion, whatever, whatever the the actual number is. It's as low as what I've seen is 33 and as high as 54. Okay. So that's majority. They can get stuff done then. Yeah. But yeah, that's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I think um, if you want some comedy, look up some gameplay videos. Yeah, I've seen some bizarre stuff just, you know, floating around <laughs> floating around on the internet. I didn't really notice anything when I was watching uh on on YouTube. Uh nothing too extraordinarily bad. Uh, a lot of people say that the at least the really egregious things that you saw on on YouTube or on on Twitter or whatever were pre-patch, pre-day 1 patch. Uh, and that might be true. I don't know. But at least the, the I maybe watched an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Uh, but I didn't like sit there and focus on it. It was kind of on and I would watch when I could. Um, but it, I didn't see anything too, too terrible. It didn't look great, but nothing as bad as what you're seeing on, on, on Twitter or, or what have you. I try not to get into review scores ever <sighs> just because they don't matter. But... It's crazy to me that the Callisto Protocol got a 75 on Open Critic, and like Pokemon, I believe, is at a 73. And the Callisto Protocol plays well, right? Like it's getting docked because it plays it too safe to Dead Space, but Pokemon <laughs> that looks this is what I'm talking about, like absolute yeah, trash. Ridiculous. It's it's honestly mind-boggling. It's like so you're gonna dock the Callisto Protocol for being a ten-hour game and being close to Dead Space, but Pokemon can't even run. It's like oh, it's a Nintendo game. Well, there's two two free points towards yeah, your it's, ten scale. It's I, crazy. I don't I don't generally agree that Nintendo gets too much of a pass um, because I think a lot of their games are are brilliant and and run well. Um, but that I would say that Pokemon Scarlet is probably Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is not one of those examples. Yeah, like I said, it's the classic. That same reviewer, by the way, that I was talking about said that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is shocking. 
in the good and the bad ways, just because like this is such a hot and cold game. With huh. can be really good, can be awesome, and then it can just be. It, you guys gotta watch that cutscene with the legs kicking in the classroom at the beginning of the game. Yeah, hey. I'll 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 try to revisit that. <laughs> I'm not some like game critic in any way, but I saw that. <laughs> I was like dying. So, yeah, it's a mess. It's sad, but it's yeah. fun. I'm gonna like it. It'll probably be in my top fifteen games this year. So, top fifteen of the year, huh? Yeah, I'm doing a top ten list this year. I think. Okay. I'm having a hard time. It's a lot of really good stuff that I've played this year. So. Yeah, I didn't get to play as many games quite 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 as many games this year as I usually do. But you played Cult of the Lamb, right? I did. Did you, Corey? No. Oh man. That's that that's that. Uh, this is why I'm having a hard time because all the indie games I played this year are all fantastic. Yeah, too. yeah. Like there's, game of the year worthy. So I'm like, oh man. There's some good ones for sure. Yep. All right. Um, anything else on Pokemon? Will? Nah, not really. Nothing important, at least. Okay. I'm uh, sure I missed a lot, but whatever. Yeah, I, we. I'm sure you'll be covering it too. <clears throat> you know, as yeah. as you're playing it, as we as we record episodes. Uh, on to Nibblebits slash news. Uh, the only thing I really wanted to talk about is if you haven't yet seen the new trailer for the Mario movie, definitely do that. Um, at least to me, who's not a movie guy, it looks incredible. I think they've done a fantastic job, at least what I've seen so far, of bringing all the different elements from the Mario universe into the movie and really portraying them Uh not in a realistic way, but in a believable way, I guess. And the soundtrack, whenever I hear it, literally gives me chills. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on it, but I'm super impressed with everything so far. Uh, I was not, <clears throat> I was not one to hate on Chris Pratt for being Mario. I think. I don't get that. What's the deal with that? People are upset that Charles Martinet didn't do the or Martinet didn't do the voice but i don't think you could watch a one and a half or two hour movie with the traditional mario voice i i think that would get to be too much right definitely yeah 100 percent. i agree uh, i think they needed a more traditional voice for him rather than listening to 90 minutes of woohoo you know like mm-hmm. having those occasionally i think would be fine but you can't have a full movie of that so They'll be in there too. The woohoo. Yeah, well, there was the, the the in the Mario Kart part at the end of the trailer. Yeah. Uh, he, he did that, and uh, I don't know. I think I like all the voice actors. I think they made good picks for all the all the characters. Um, also, I, it's Chris Pratt. It's not like they tried to put like Tom Cruise in there or something, you know? Like, <laughs> right, right. Not the guy a break. Well, Chris Pratt did the the voice for the Lego Movie. <clears throat> oh, okay. which is in the it, kind of in the same vein you know for it was an animated movie so it's not like he's never done anything like that before and i thought he sounded fine so uh, i agree yeah i thought i mean I, i've always liked chris pratt so maybe yeah. i'm being a little defensive of him here but like holy smokes I, that's all i saw on twitter was people complaining about chris pratt and i'm yeah. just like what about all the other voice actors that are doing you know themselves yeah. Yeah, so uh, Jack Black definitely. If you well, haven't, Jack have... Black's gonna do Jack Black stuff. You know? <laughs> right, he, right, right. He'll be fine. But uh, he's, I mean, he's some a of phenomenal other... Bowser so far. Isn't it Charlie Day is Luigi? Charlie right? Day is Luigi. Yep, and he's just doing you know. <laughs> I himself. think Ke- is it Keegan Michael Key that's Toad? 
<laughs> That's great. I, yeah. I, I like him a lot too. Yeah. So there you go. It's a great, great cast. I didn't know. <clears throat> I didn't recognize the the actress who plays Peach, uh, but I think her voice is great for Peach too. So isn't it? Um, what's her name? The Queen's Gambit. I I don't know. Anya Taylor something. Anya. Anya Taylor Joy. Taylor Joy. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't know. I don't recognize her. I'm again. I'm not a movie person, a movie or TV show person. So some of the names escaped me. But I, I you know, the the some of the main actors I did did know, obviously. <clears throat> so, but yeah, gives me chills. I that's definitely a movie we will. I will take my entire family to go see in the theater. Um, looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'm predicting I'm gonna go that's, gonna, that's gonna set some uh, some records. I think. Yeah. Some box office records. Agreed, and I, and I, I think agree. I think the general consensus has been, "Wow, this looks amazing." I haven't really seen anybody aside from people uh, not liking Chris Pratt as the as Mario. Uh, I haven't seen really any criticism for anything that's come out so far. That's the, bo- the bots on Twitter don't like it. I was just yeah. going to say, I, if I've learned anything over the last three years, it's don't don't judge society's opinion of things based on what I see on Twitter. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, outside of that, <clears throat> any other news you guys want to want to cover? Uh, I did look quickly. Um, I didn't see anything that really spoke to me. I mean, obviously, there's always big news, but nothing I have an opinion on that I saw anyway. Yeah, I think <clears throat> the only thing I, I, I could think of uh, off the top of my head was that Epic supposedly has a really big announcement to make during... Uh, during the game awards which are next week so i'll be interested to see what that is um epic i feel by somebody no it's a game game announcement um i'll be interested to see that i i you know i've was kind of sour on epic games for a while uh because i don't like the whole uh game client battle but since i've been into Fortnite, i've kind of forgiven them not forgiven them but but accepted them that's a better way, way of putting it especially since they've given me hundreds of dollars of free games, maybe a thousand dollars worth of free games. So they're also the second best client too. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I've grown to like it. Uh, it's a lot more clean looking than steam is. I think steam is, is, uh, way too busy. Yeah. And it's very busy. Um, you know, especially as I look at these things from the, uh, design perspective, steam needs some, some work. So challenge, right? Because you have all these OG Steam users that want all their things that they've had, you know, that they've learned where everything lives over the last 12, 15 years, I think, of Steam. Yeah. Steam's probably been around long, even longer than that. Um, but then, you know, how do you bring in a new audience of people when you're trying to accommodate your old audience? It's, it's a yeah. really tough balance to strike. Yeah, absolutely. They should almost have, like, a, two different modes, like the classic mode and then a new... You know, and you could just toggle it with a switch and have it just be a nicer they have the looking big picture client. mode. Yeah, yeah. I, but even that, yeah. I feel like seems seems busy. The um, you might like the Steam OS, Dan. Okay, that's a little bit to... different. Okay, I'll have to look into that because um, yeah, it's a little bit different. But I, I agree, it's still kind of busy. And um, I honestly, I haven't seen Epic. So I'm curious now to see what it looks like. Yeah, it's it's uh. A lot more minimalistic, which I 
I appreciate these days. You know, being being an old fart and getting sensory overload with things. Yeah, it is hard. It does get hard <laughs> to process things as you get older. It's that is one hundred percent true. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Corey, how was your week? Uh, good. It it's been freaking crazy. It's that time of year, um, where <laughs> you know people want to spend time together, and uh, as an introvert who prefers to play video games alone, um, it's tough. But. I pretty much just put myself on autopilot starting around Thanksgiving and uh, don't stop until after after New Year's. And then, you know, that's it. I kind of just follow my wife around and try to do all the things and go to all the work parties and see all the family and do all the things. So tough time of year. I don't think I really have anything too interesting to share, uh, at least not that I can think of. The Andor, I think last time I messaged you, Dan, I had thought Andor was over, but they had two more episodes. Okay. Um, so that was a nice surprise when I turned on the TV and it said, new episode. But I finished that. Um, the finale was this past week, and that was awesome. Really good show, worth watching. I'm definitely going to um, watch that. Probably over maybe like Christmas break or something. I'll I'll, I'll try to watch it. We also started watching Wednesday, which is the Adams Family show on Netflix. That's pretty good. Um, not really for me. My wife really likes it, but um, I don't know. I I think the the character of Wednesday is really great, and that actress that plays her is really great. So uh, seeing what I can get out of that, I don't think I've really watched anything new or exciting other than those. Yeah, that's it. It's been a pretty. Um, Social week, which means I don't get to do the things that I, I really like to do. Yeah, the things you actually want to do. <laughs> I I saw uh, uh, I think it was a reel or whatever, whatever they call it on Instagram, a video on Instagram, of uh, a comedian whose face you'd recognize, but I don't I don't remember his name. Uh, but he was saying that pretty much, as soon as he leaves the house, all he thinks about is how much he can't wait to go back home. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of that way. I'm definitely that way. Um, yeah. You know, you just want to go back home amongst your things and amongst your have have your time, you know. You just just pine for home. home is his castle. Yeah. Yeah. I very I much identified with that. I know everybody blames COVID for everything, but I actually blame COVID for me becoming more like this because I was pretty much enabled for two years. Yeah. Yeah, cause I, I was that way anyway. I was always, I was always a homebody. I never liked going places especially just for the sake of going places you know it's different if you're going on a vacation um but yeah yeah just got to do exactly what i wanted forever yeah whenever socializing is the like main uh portion of whatever event i'm going to i just like dread it yep dread it you know i need some sort of activity or just something to kind of occupy me well well, I socialize. I'm good with that. But if it's just like sit and talk, I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Will, got anything? Uh, it was Thanksgiving. Um, and we got a kitten. So that's, yeah. been, that's been interesting. Um, our cat, Nina, who gets along with every single animal, human thing on the planet never heard her hiss just cannot handle a two pound kitten being around um she's army crawling away hissing swinging her fists at her 
Um, <laughs> so we're bombed because now we have to do a little bit of work to get them to like each other because we didn't think we would really have to. Uh-huh. Um, so that's been a process. Um, Nina will just like run upstairs now and not come down for hours or whatever. So it's a, it's kind of it's annoying to deal with. So we have to keep them separated. We're getting to the point now where we can kind of keep them not separated but the kitten's like nine weeks old like she's young so um we have stuff to be a little bit careful but she's a little little hellion too um i was literally on my phone sitting at the kitchen counter the other day like just texting and she just climbed up my arm all the way up to my back <clears throat> sorry she's like a spider-man it's pretty crazy uh, she can climb very very well but she's a lot of fun we named her ori after ori in the blind forest and will of the wisp uh-huh uh, she's not an all-white cat, but I still wanted to name her Ori. Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good name, too. Um, so, yeah, I've been trying to have a kitten around for holiday time, so that's been fun. Um, played a lot of video games these last couple weeks as well. I played a lot of Triangle Strategy, so I'm looking forward to talking about that and what we played. Nice. But that's about it. Yeah, I don't have anything to report. Uh, just thanksgiving <clears throat> which we we spent at home uh we've had a lot of illness in our house over the past couple weeks so um we're trying to trying to keep ourselves relatively healthy uh so you know i i did the the, the turkey which came out pretty good uh it's kind of a pain in the butt it's not something i would want to do more than like once a year because uh, it, it is a, a pain but our turkey was also still partially frozen when mostly frozen, I should say, when we went to bake it, so it took like six hours in the oven to bake. Um, <laughs> you guys ate at eleven p.m. <laughs> no, it was so I we I started making it at like noon because I was like I know this thing's gonna take forever, and it, I think we ate at like six, huh. which is late for Thanksgiving dinner. You know, most people have it in the afternoon or you know mid or late afternoon. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, earlier mid afternoon. <clears throat> so. Luckily, you know, I we had the foresight to start it early because it it took forever. Um, but outside of that, I don't really have anything going on. The Fortnite season chapter, I guess you should say, uh, ends on set tomorrow. So my daughter is very excited for the for the new Fortnite chapter because they're not just doing a new season; they're doing a whole new chapter, which means a new map and all that Ooh, stuff. So we, yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Uh, they always bake a lot of fun stuff into those maps. You yes, know? they do. So, Will, what have you been yeah. playing? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of triangle strategy to the point that I have beat it. Hey. Yay. Yeah. Well um, I can't believe it took me this long to play it, to be honest with you, because this game was awesome. Um, yeah. I actually, to the point where I don't think it's getting enough love anywhere. I agree. I agree. 100%. Like, I think it's a travesty that it's only up. The Game Awards, I like that we do the Game Awards. But I do think it's a little sad that uh, (laughs) this game didn't, wasn't nominated for anything other than, I think, Best RPG. Which it's 100% deserving of. But it won't win. Because Elden Ring is in there. Do we know how it sold? It sold over a million copies when it launched. I don't know since then. Are, do they, are they considering it a success? I hope. I think, I, I think so. so. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. I think we're one hundred. I think it sold better than Octopath originally did. Wow. 
I shouldn't have made that claim because I don't know. But I feel like I read that. Did um, it come out? Or uh, did it come out on other platforms? Yeah. It's on PC. Okay. Yeah. It simultaneously um, came out on PC, right? Or did it came it out on PC in October. Oh, okay. So it just came I out played on it on PC. That's why. Um, I, um, I have a hard time playing some things on my Switch. Really, it's become my first party console sure. where i will only play first party games from nintendo on that uh-huh. but i try to buy everything else on other platforms so when triangle strategy came out on pc i was like you know what? i'm gonna buy it so i forced myself to sit there and play it as opposed to putzing around on the switch so i, I got it on pc and played it on pc um, gotcha. but yeah holy crap that game is awesome um what ending did you guys choose by the way if you remember can't remember. Oh, that breaks my heart. I yeah. really wanted to talk about the story. I would have to. I would have to look it up because uh, I don't. I don't recall which specific. I could tell you what happened. What? What happened? Um. So I chose to leave. Centralia. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the ending I picked too. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah you take you take all the uh, refugees with you, right? And yes. yes start a new yeah. yeah that's that's what i ended up doing too yep oh okay, we all did the same thing well when they present it to you there's three roland's idea was flat out dumb it's just like well i'm not gonna pick that that's actually stupid uh-huh. um and then benedict is basically a war criminal and you're like <laughs> yeah. don't want to do that either yeah that's that's so I was like i guess we're just gonna leave but yeah so that's like that was my thought process on the game but man some of this like the choices that they make you make in that game are really really cool um <laughs> i just found it so cool that basically i texted Corey about this i was like the game does a really good job making almost no one likable in that game and i think yeah. that's how real world politics like that would go exactly yeah it's like everyone only really cares about themselves so Corey, um, it, you said something similar Corey, about house of the dragon right yeah where there's just not unlikable character most characters are unlikable there's very few people to root for yeah. i honestly i kind of feel the same about tactics ogre um as well you know i think talking about global geopolitical um wartime situations i think both uh triangle strategy and tactics over reborn do a really good job of representing what that is actually like uh with the shades of gray and and good characters having to do bad things for the greater good like all those kinds of things um really entertaining as much as i like the uh tolkien like traditional good versus evil i enjoy that too um playing games with these shades of gray are kind of refreshing so uh, there's like a moment in this reminded me of that Corey, you saying that um, where you have to take back Whiteholm Castle, and it presents to you. Usually, how the game does it is like, especially the second half of the game, Frederica, Roland, and Benedict all present their side, and then you go from there. Which side do you want to try to convince everybody to join? But like Benedict's was just like, yeah, break the dam and flood the whole city and kill everyone. I was like, like what? Like, yeah. What you... He's like, yeah, but we'll definitely win. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And the other two are like, well, we don't have to go that far. So it's like <laughs> yeah. really interesting. It's like you either be a psychopath and like guarantee the victory and the protection of like your domain, or you take a risk with Frederica or Roland's plan and it might not succeed, but you could potentially save a lot more people. 
So it's like really interesting. It's like, man, do I just want to go like flood these people and kill all of them and take over and just win? Or like, do I want to try to be stealthy? Like, it's really cool how they make you think. And like, you could want to do a decision, but if you can't convince everybody to do that decision, you're screwed. Yeah. You have to just go with whatever, whatever everyone else wants to do too. Yep. And I know when you do more playthroughs, that's way easier to convince everybody pretty much of everything you want to do. I actually want to play again and do the golden route, which is like the route where the ha- the basically the classic Tolkien, everyone's happy uh, um, story. One of my favorite parts of, of the game, Will, is similar to what you're talking about, is I think it's relatively early on where one of the invading forces is attacking the town and you're defending it. And it's not explicitly stated that you don't need to do what the game is telling you to do. Um, yeah, I think they want you to like burn down the houses or something yeah. to to attack the to kill the enemy. Um, but you can actually win that battle without doing that. It's much harder. Um, but I think it does have it does change the story of the game if you don't if you avoid doing that, even though the game is kind of telling you to do it. It's only yep. I think like lightly hinted at that you don't actually need to burn these people's houses um and i remember playing that battle i think like three or four times just to try to beat it to see what would happen if i didn't burn down the houses and i was rewarded for that so i i think that was that's a cool way of like i don't know giving you more agency in a video game without being explicit about it i really appreciated that and i thought it was cool yeah that's actually part of the the golden route Corey. Oh, it is not burning those those houses. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's basically yeah, and that battle's really hard without doing that. It is. You are outnumbered, I think, two to one, in that one. because uh, she like the general that you're fighting brings in reinforcements and stuff like that. So it, it's a tough battle. Um, yeah, that one took me a few tries to get without without lighting the houses on fire. Yeah, and some of those fights are really tough, but I like what the game does because if you die, um, you get to retry the battle immediately and you get all of your items that you used back and you get to keep your experience that you gained back. All that stays. So, like, I remember there was one fight, and I don't know why I struggled with this one so much. Um, there's a point in the game where you have to go back to the, the Rosellen village and it's attacked by bandits that you fight in the beginning of the game. Yeah, that was a hard one, too. Yeah, I didn't realize that you could have just beelined the main character on the other team to just end it. I was trying to, like, kill everybody, but I kept getting wiped in that one. I was like, man, I don't know why I'm losing to this one, but I gained, like, six levels for all my characters. So it kind of worked out, because then, like, I was pretty much appropriately leveled for every fight after that. Um, And I didn't really have any problems after that but in the beginning of the game there is a little bit of a learning curve of like how characters work like what abilities are good accessories stuff like that so um but yeah i think this game is pretty incredible and it's a shame that not a lot of people are talking about it right now because i think i think it's one of the definitely one of the best games this year mm-hmm. it's definitely up for game of the year for me um stiff competition but yeah i really really loved this game yeah Agreed. Yeah. Let's see how many people got it on Steam. There are 600 reviews on Steam. How did it review? Probably really Very positive. Only 80% though, which is surprising. Huh. And the 18th of March, they revealed they sold 800,000 copies worldwide. It's definitely way more than that now. The 18th of March was two weeks after release, I believe, too. 
That's pretty good. Well, I hope we get more. I I really like the um, what the, what's the word for it? The HD two D. Yeah, HD two D. I really like that aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, classic but modernized. You know. Yes. Yep. Okay. Anything else that you played, Will? Uh, no. I'm back to playing God of War though, because I got gripped by. The triangle strategy story. Um, I never thought something would take me away from God of War like that, but it did. So, uh-huh. but I'm back to playing God of War now. I'll probably I'll probably play that in the Callisto Protocol. So. Nice. Okay, uh, Corey, what have you been playing? Lots more Tactics Ogre Reborn. I'm pretty close to beating it. I think I'm in Chapter Four now, which is, as I understand it, is the last chapter. Uh, my characters are all level 28 or close to level 28. Um, I still love that game. It's it's highly addictive, and and like Triangle Strategy, I look forward to to sitting down and playing it um, when I get a chance. I don't have a ton of new thoughts from our original discussion. Um, the most annoying thing to me still is having to buy equipment for my characters. That just drives me crazy. There's that there's not an easier way to visualize like which equipment applies to which characters and how beneficial is it. The fact that I can't see that at a glance is frustrating to me. I almost have to buy the item first, um, bring it into my inventory, and then compare the weapons that way. That's the easiest way. Uh, But I've gotten into the crafting a little bit, and crafting is really beneficial. This is a tip for you guys, too. Um, Crafting is really beneficial because some of the crafted items have abilities that the just purchased items do not, like the ability to move an extra square or the ability to cause uh, elemental... Um, debuffs on on characters uh, all really helpful stuff and that plays into my biggest point about this game that I hate to compare to to Sparks of Hope again but um, the simplified version of these tactical strategy games like a Sparks of Hope you can always just kind of brute force right you have just high level characters that do a lot of damage somehow and then you just brute force the levels and that's it Um, you can't really do that in Tactics Ogre Reborn because there is a level cap, right? So you can only get to a certain level. Um, and even, you know, if you make one character really powerful, if their skills don't align to the scope of the battle, then it's just pointless. Uh, and what I mean by that is you can go into a battle for the first time and try and get absolutely destroyed and think to yourself, there's no way I can ever win this battle. But if you're careful and take your time and plan and scout the battlefield ahead of time, see what kind of enemies you're facing, and then customize your character's um, abilities, items, spells, even class, if you need to change the character's class, um, really goes a long way towards helping you with the battle. And a battle that seems impossible at first can be relatively easy if you spec your characters out really well. Um, And to me, that's, that's a tactical strategy game, right? It's not like just putting your characters on a map and and brute forcing your way through through the map and killing the enemies it's like thinking ahead and planning and and strategizing um and i just really really appreciate that about this game because i don't feel like honestly i can't remember a game where i was applying this level of thought before a battle um always in the moment you know you're strategizing but i can't honestly can't think of any game where i spend the amount of time i spend in these um, battles before just planning and strategizing and adjusting the specs on my characters that's pretty cool to hear i like hearing that 
Yeah, um, and I'm still like really enjoying the story, really engaged with the characters, uh, which is rare at this for me to get this far into a game and still like be fully immersed in the story. I think the only other game where that was the case for me is like the Assassin's Creed game, the recent Assassin's Creed games. Um, so th yeah, points there. Um, I'm just really, really loving it. And um, as we say almost every episode, I can't wait for that Final Fantasy Tactics remaster or remake or whatever they're going to do to it because that's one of my favorite games and uh, this game is very similar to that. So Should be next year, Corey. All right, let's do it. Nice. Wait to see the quality of life improvements. Um, other than that, uh, I've been able to convince my wife to play some video games with me lately. Um, we have been, we have gotten back into It Takes Two, which if you have a significant other uh, and are a gamer, you cannot not play It Takes Two. Um, it's just it's a must play for anybody in a relationship, or even just play with a friend. You know, I think it's that good of a game that you don't need to be in a relationship to enjoy it. But um, it's meant for people in a relationship that's who the game was designed for and that's what the story revolves around um that game's amazing we've also been playing as dusk falls are you guys familiar with that at all no yeah <laughs> a little bit i think it's a microsoft only game but um it's or maybe it's on pc too but um yeah microsoft that makes sense pc but um it's one of those story games where you're choosing what you want your character to say. And then there are the like quick time events where there's some button combinations you need to press to get through action events, but um, mostly just visual images and then choosing what to say. But one thing I like about it is you can actually play with multiple people. And the way that works is everybody has their own controller and they vote on what they want to say. And if it's a tie, which if you're just playing with one person, um, it's usually a tie. It just it's it chooses randomly, but you get like three overrides. So if somebody chooses something, you choose something different and you really want yours to win, you can use one of your overrides. Oh, that's cool. But it's also neat because some of the um, action sequences where you need to push the button prompts, it switches between which person has to press it. So, we, you know, we put our names into the game as our profile. I'm Corey. My wife is Sophie. It'll pop up. It'll say, Corey, press A and I have to press A. Um, and then it'll say, Sophie, you know, swipe up, and then she'll have to swipe up. Um, so it's it's a fun way to play a video game with someone else who doesn't really play a ton of video games. And uh, just to give a little bit of background on that, on the game, it's set in, I think, I think it's like late 80s, 90s, I think. Now I'm like, are there any <laughs> cell phones? I think it takes place in the era before cell phones. Um but it's about just a, a troubled family, I guess. They get mixed up in some small crime that ends up exposing some more corruption. And you're just a family that you play mostly a guy who gets caught up in all of it um, with his family, who he is trying to protect. And there's a whole hostage scenario and all that. So um, it's, it's, it's fun. And the story is kind of silly at times, but it's also just like a fun video game. And you don't really care some of the cringy story stuff um it, and it goes to it goes to some weird places that i just find really entertaining and uh, i'm excited to see it through we're probably like five or six hours into it so i don't think it's that long of a game we're probably pretty close to beating it mm -hmm. um but that's fun um and since i'm talking about my wife playing video games i'll mention that i got her playing fable 2 uh, yeah. as well and uh she really liked it because i was looking up like what 
uh, Game Pass games are co-op, and I guess Fable 2 has co-op. Um, in combat, I think, is the only really portion where somebody else can play. But I was trying to remember, like, what does the second player do in combat? Are there two characters? We never, we didn't get to the combat part um, when we played. She only played for, like, 30 minutes or something like that. But I couldn't remember what portion of that game would be co-op. The Fable 2 is my favorite Fable. I can't remember either. <clears throat> Was there two characters that fight on screen? Are there followers or something like that? I don't know. Or like a shadow person? I I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. It's been so long. Yeah, it has been a while. Especially that one. But she's into those kind of high fantasy. She can't wait for the uh, Hogwarts game. She's really excited. Yeah, for me too. Oh, that game's going to be sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's pretty much it for me, yeah. Yeah, I unfortunately don't have anything further to share other than playing Fortnite. And, and I finished uh, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, um, which What'd I liked. Think? I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was good, not great, I would say. Um, 10 out of 10. Pro- pro- no. Probably, probably a little too easy. I, I feel like um, Kingdom Battle was... was more challenging. I wouldn't say it was like hard, but more challenging. There was definitely more more thought involved with some of the battles than, you know, I, like you said with the brute force thing, Corey. I mostly brute forced my way through through the battles. Uh, I did like the final boss because it randomly assigned groups of characters. So I did too, yeah. The characters didn't necessarily always fight together. Um, so that that kind of changed it up a little bit. So I did you did I did feel like you had to use a little more thought uh, for the final final boss battle than you had previously. Um, so that was that was good at least. But yeah, it was a, like I said, good game. Good game, not great, but definitely if you're uh, there... if you if you enjoyed the first one, like I think you'll like this one. Are there um, a lot of secrets? In that game, there's a fair amount. If you you have to do some digging for, but the, you like, you know, getting all the planet coins and stuff. There, there's not really a worthwhile reward for doing all that stuff. Mm. Like at least in Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, you were get you could find a like a really good weapon off yeah. the, off the beaten map. But uh, all the upgrades in Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope are stat bonuses. And the the weapons, they just have skins, which I don't care as much about that. I was bummed about that. Yeah, yeah, because Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle had some cool weapons in it, you know, that you could find off off the beaten path. Skins, like I don't know how you guys feel about it, but skins are meaningless to me in a single player game. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna do if you're going to have skins, then just like enable your, your character to customize it from the start. You know, it's just, it's not a reward worth searching for, in my opinion, in, yeah. in single player games. I because agree. Nobody's ever going to see it except for you. You yeah. know, it, part of the joy of skins is like showing off your character to other people, but in a single player game, like. <sighs> and there's only like five or six, and they all have the same, like all the characters will have those same five or six versions of the skin for their particular weapon it's wasn't it wasn't lazy. interesting at all yeah it's lazy yeah yeah it was i agree 
Because I think, you know, one way they could have improved that is, is having different weapons, but maybe have it so, you know, uh, the different weapons give certain bonuses to certain stats instead of, you know, just everything being an upgrade, right? You know, yeah. so you'd have to pick and choose what you wanted to focus on, you know, uh, I think that would have been a better route. Lazy. Yeah, that's it does seem that way. Definitely. So. How dare you accuse Ubisoft of being lazy? <laughs> well, I mean, they well, had, I think they, they had a great opportunity it. to build on a really good surprise, surprisingly really good franchise in Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, yeah, but I think I feel like they kind of took a step back in, in a lot of regards. I think it was also unfortunate timing because like I was playing Triangle Strategy, Tactics Ogre came out. Corey was playing Symphony of War. Yeah. <clears throat> and we're had playing tactic or triangle strategy earlier in the year. Yeah. We were playing some high quality strategy <laughs> games at that point. True. That I mean that was uh, I mean you joked that I I hated the game and and I didn't hate it. I I thought it was fine, but um yeah, that's that was exactly my point at the time. It was just like I'm playing these awesome strategy games and then to get hit with one that's kind of mediocre to good, then you know, it just didn't land for me. Yeah. I'm going to fight for it to be game of the year. Oh, God. <laughs> that or Pokemon Arceus, and I quit. <laughs> Pokemon Arceus. Arceus um, might be in my top 10, Corey. I don't know if you're going to be able to handle that. Well, uh, I was going to ask you guys, though, as I always do, just because I don't pay close enough attention. I've got um, Sparks of Hope, and I'm about to beat Tactics Ogre. What should I trade him in and get? Like, what's coming out? Oh, man. Um, is there anything else this year worth like do you want Marvel Midnight Sun no I don't either um, that's the only thing I can think of because it's like the XCOM what about Bayonetta 3 never played the Bayonetta games I think I played the first one like very briefly maybe for a couple hours or something action games don't really don't really get me um, too gotcha. often they need to have some strong RPG elements for me to enjoy them um, or just like a really, really great story. I don't know if Bayonetta has either of those things. Switch game only? No, could be uh, could be an Xbox game or PC, I guess. I mean, I don't like buying PC games because they're all digital. Yeah, but because and then I can't trade them in. But there's a couple um early access games on Steam that I'm waiting to come out that I really want to play. My time at Sandrock. Oh yeah. There's one. Um, there's another one. I can't remember the name of. Oh, uh, it's like a you run an inn. They're both like sim games with retro graphics. They look really cool though. They're reviewing really well. But I just want to wait for that full release because I don't want to yeah. play through it and then miss out on the final product because I won't play it again. I know I won't. In a lot of cases, they don't even have the ending all done with with the early access games. It's right. Just the first yeah. half of the game or first quarter of the game. Yeah, I, st- um, I like to stay away from those two. Corey, I would say maybe Cri- Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Seven. That comes What's out that on the thirteenth. What's that about? Uh, have Have you ever played Crisis Core? Is that the fighting game? No, so it's uh, well, it's an action RPG, so maybe you won't like it. But it's a Final Fantasy Seven. It's the game that's about Cloud and Zack. That leads up to the actual Final Fantasy VII. Is it a remake? 
Yeah. There, well, was, there was a Crisis Core before, wasn't there? Yeah, it was on PSP. It's They aren't saying that it's a remake, but Digital Foundry did a video where it looks pretty much like a remake. Um, so that would be one I would recommend. Um, maybe the <clears throat> Diofield Chronicles. Oh, That's yeah. one I wanted to get. Harvestella. 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 Maybe. I don't know. I... I get, I'm getting mixed reviews on the Harvestella. Like, I'll read a review and I'll be like, oh, yeah, that does sound like something I want to play. And then I'll read another one and I'll be like, ah, maybe I'll skip it. Sure. Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. And that what's nice about that is with a Samsung TV, it's got the Game Pass app on it. So I don't even need... I can just sit in my living room and turn on my TV and play that. That's It's a good, good feature. I, I should go back to that because I did enjoy it. Sophie might pick on you if she watches you play it, though. Oh yeah, she she I, she, I she's relentless as it relates to the like Japanese stuff. I really enjoy <laughs> all the anime and stuff. I won't play a JRPG like that around anybody. <laughs> I don't care. I'm, she'll, she can suffer through it. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want my friends to see a character calling me senpai. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts before we wrap up the episode here? I got nothing, Dan. Yeah, I also have nothing. Uh, next week's episode, maybe a Game Awards recap. Maybe. I don't think sure. we, we don't have any new releases to cover, right? No, I know Final Fantasy 16 will get a release date at the Game Awards. So, okay. That's yeah, so the reason I'll watch. Tentatively, we'll be uh, we'll be doing a Game Awards recap. Uh, but when are the Game else? Awards? The eighth is that? Oh, that's like that's a week Thursday. Isn't it? Yeah, Thursday, Thursday night. So, all right, that'll cool. do it for episode five twelve of the Thumbsig Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Will Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.